Hi, welcome to A Look Behind and Rewind. I'm your host, Tom Nielsen. Well, folks, once again, we're going down memory lane. But this time, we're going to make a short stop at the shopping mall. Yes, that's right, all you past and present mall rats. Today's topic is shopping. And I don't mean Amazon. You know, back in the old days when we actually had to get in our cars, drive downtown, or maybe out to a suburban shopping mall, and then get some exercise, walking around the various stores. Yeah, those old days. When we still had mom-and-pop establishments and old-fashioned brick-and-mortar stores. When I was growing up, I can remember playing with a toy cash register. Yeah, I know, for some of you, you're probably wondering, what's a cash register? Nowadays, many stores operate exclusively with those computer devices that look like iPads and do everything from itemizing the transaction to asking for a 15% tip. Well, back in the old days, like when I had a summer job working at a grocery store, we still had those huge beasts that looked like overgrown adding machines with hundreds of little numerical keys that the cashier would press to ring up a sale. Unbelievable! Well, my little toy cash register was just like that, but on a much smaller scale. It was light green and had a bunch of number keys, as well as a cash drawer that popped open when you hit the total key. It was really fun to operate. And there were lots of times that I would set up my own little store, selling various items I found around the house. I drove my mother crazy, of course, since she was usually my only customer. And then she also had to put all the items away after she'd purchased them. It wasn't until I was much older that I actually got to use a real cash register on a regular basis when I was a salesperson at Radio Shack. <laughs> oh my gosh, Radio Shack, remember them? That was one of my most favorite stores of all time. But now, like so many others, they too have bitten the dust and disappeared forever into retail heaven. Speaking of which, I think we need to pause for a moment of commemoration for all those dearly departed establishments that are no longer with us, but remain fondly in our memories. We will now have a solemn reading of the honor roll of retail chains who have had their final going out of business sales over the past few decades and are now in a much better place. Sears Roebuck, Great Eastern Mills, Two Guys from Harrison, F.W. Woolworth, Kmart, W.T. Grant, Toys R Us, Blockbuster Video, Borders Bookstores, Pier 1 Imports, Payless Shoe Stores, Robert Hall Clothing, A&P Supermarkets, Best Products Showrooms, Kinney Shoes, Tom McCann, Crazy Eddie, EJ Corvettes, Caldor, JJ Newberries, Castro Convertibles, Grand Union Supermarkets, Channel Home Centers, Walden Books, Bed Bath and & Beyond, and the list goes on and on. The odd thing is, almost all of these were big national chains. Just think of how many small mom-and-pop retailers also perished during these same years. 
But enough of that. Uh-huh. Let's turn to some happier memories. Yeah. My earliest memories of shopping actually involved going downtown rather than to shopping malls. My mother would often take us on a bus ride to downtown Elizabeth, New Jersey, or sometimes the miles-long Broadway shopping district in Bayonne, New Jersey. Our hometown, Linden, New Jersey, also had its own share of good mom-and-pop stores all along Wood Avenue, but it often lagged behind in third place to the more popular department stores in Elizabeth. When I got older and we started going to shopping malls, our family favorite was usually the Menlo Park Mall in Edison, New Jersey. The funny thing about that one is it originally started out as an open-air strip center where you had to walk outside between the different stores. Years later, they demolished those early stores and then built a brand new enclosed multi-level indoor mall in its place. You see, sometime around 1971, a couple of years after I started driving, the competition had really started heating up when Woodbridge Center opened in nearby Woodbridge Township. This was one of those original, huge, enclosed shopping centers anchored by about four or five major department stores like Sears, Penny's, Abraham and Strauss, Orbox, and Stearns. So naturally, Menlo Park had to keep up. And they ultimately transformed into that multi-level mall that I just mentioned around 1991. The new mall was one of those latest, greatest Galleria-style centers with plenty of natural skylights, fountains, marble flooring, and even a food court with trees and sculptures designed to look like a formal garden. Sadly, by the time the new Menlo Park Mall had opened, I had already moved out of New Jersey and was now discovering malls in other major cities around the country. When I was in Ohio, the closest thing to Woodbridge Center was a place called Randall Park Mall, just south of Cleveland. When it first opened, it was billed as the world's biggest shopping mall. Unfortunately, that title didn't last long, since newer malls in other states were being built that were even bigger and better. Randall Park Mall itself is no longer in existence. After years of decline, it eventually closed in 2009 and was demolished in 2014. And guess what ultimately stepped in as a replacement? Well, no surprise there. It was that big international mega company we all know as Amazon. Oh. Which opened a warehouse there on the property in 2018. Eww. But you know, during my time in Ohio, there were two smaller shopping centers that I got to know, which were even more noteworthy than the usual standardized mega malls, which can be found dotting the American landscape everywhere. One was Quaker Square, a funky little shopping center in downtown Akron, Ohio, that was built on the site of the original Quaker Oats factory. Almost none of the merchants in this shopping center were major national chains. Instead, they were all small local businesses, including an ice cream parlor, a candy store, a fruit, nuts, and granola vendor, a perfume maker, a general store, and numerous others that truly made shopping more of an adventure. Sadly, Quaker Square closed in 2007 and is now part of the University of Akron. The other shopping center of note was the Old Arcade in downtown Cleveland, which is actually a genuine historic landmark. 
a small European-style shopping center with gorgeous ironwork framing its majestic skylights and a very eclectic variety of small local merchants, including a rather intimate-sized food court. It was the kind of place you'd expect to find in Paris, France, or some other European tourist destination. While the arcade is still in existence, it has seen its better days, and many of those merchants that I remember are no longer there. And that brings us to our final story for today. Back in New Jersey, when it was time for back-to-school shopping, my mother would often take my kid brother and me to Menlo Park for our new school clothes. Our usual destination was J.C. Penney, and I can recall numerous times when we had to just sit by patiently while the other was trying on clothes. My mother would also use the occasion to buy some new dresses for herself, which meant that both my brother and I had to entertain ourselves in the women's department. Now you have to understand, I was the good son <laughs> who usually sat down somewhere and just started daydreaming. My kid brother, on the other hand, was a bit more mischievous. And one time, after my mother had made up her mind and finalized her purchase, she looked around and realized that my brother had gone missing. It was like a nightmare come true. Uh-oh. She was so afraid that he'd been kidnapped or maybe even carried off by a wild pack of hungry wolves. So our family started searching the entire women's department. We called his name. We asked all the salespeople if they'd seen him. We searched high and low. But no kid brother. My mother was just beside herself, totally desperate. And then, suddenly, we heard a tiny voice giggling. Somewhere very close by. A rack of very fashionable, full-length women's dresses, just to the right of us, suddenly separated. Like Moses parting the Red Sea. And lo and behold... There he was, my kid brother, hiding among the dresses. He had decided all on his own to play hide-and-seek in J.C. Penney's women's department. At this point, my mother didn't know whether to laugh or to cry, (laughs) or to give my brother a good whooping. But that was the last time she ever left him alone, out of sight, in any department store or shopping mall. So, friends, that was truly one time that we literally shopped until we dropped. (laughs) Flat on the floor, laughing hysterically. (laughs) You've been listening to A Book Behind and Rewind. I'm Tom Nielsen. See you next time. Hi, this is Tom Nielsen. If you enjoyed this podcast, you're invited to hear more of our episodes at A Look Behind and Rewind. And feel free to share our link with friends, family, and others, as well as following us on buzzsprout.com, Apple, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts.